Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I am so thrilled. You know, my spiritual journey is the way I think about it. I've never really had sort of a framework for it. You know, I when I talk about how I got here, it doesn't sound as structured as a lot of people in life. It, it, it really looks like that song, The Long and Winding Road by like McCartney, mm-hmm. I think, did that song. But when I look at how other people talk about the journey, and that's, you know, Carmel Nyland joining me here today. And when I think about what the message is that she's bringing forward, especially when we're talking about her spiritual DNA and looking at the 12 ascended masters and, you know, and when I, and as I went through her book and Gail will tell you, I read the books And then I read them again. When I went through this, I got to certain parts of the messaging in here. And and, and the question that comes out, you know, for me is, who do we identify with? You know, what is it in our journey that helps us? And as I was reading about this, and let me just tell you a little bit more, because one of the things that I love about what I get to do in the world today is I never thought in a gazillion years that I would have one. There's no way that I would have sat down. And if people would have asked me on my vision board, you're going to be speaking someone who is bringing a God essence to the forefront for us. And talking about the fact that we all hold these energy and whether you're learning it from this book and talking about spiritual DNA, or if you're looking at the many books and especially a darker magic, this comes it, at least for me, this woman, it makes me sit up tall. It makes me look through a different lens because if we can truly truly understand the spiritual and, ge- and our genetic connection to God and have the realization, realization that we are all connected across lines, across grids, across countries, across, as my table tennis partner says, in her particular religious philosophy, they have 98 million deities of God. What you come to is an understanding that we are so much more. Whatever we think we are, we're much more than that. Carmel, it's great to have you here. Thank you so much for connecting again. And it's such an honor to see you and to be in your presence and the wisdom of what you're sharing. Because the world 
needs this book now more than it ever has. What do you think? Well, thank you for such an, a wonderful introduction, Dr. Pat. Um, I kind of got into this area backwards rather than frontward. I was founded by when I looked across history, which I studied passionately, and I saw that there were people incarnating founding fathers and mothers of the United States. That's one of my beginning points. Yeah. And how the energies associated in around the time of Shakespeare, when we had the great flowering of English literature, or later on when we had the flowering of English poetry. So what's going on here? Why do these groups keep coming back? How do they relate to God? And fortunately, I had a being around me mm. called St. Germain. Mm, wow. He's purple, like your network side. He's the violet that's in that. And he made it clear to me that his other aspect was Mary, Mary herself. And Mary was complicated in the mm -hmm. sense that there are three Marys. There is Mary the mother, there is Mary the Magdalene, and there is Mary the high priestess. But when it got to St. Germain, it was really complex. So starting with complexity, he then worked with me to, to, to make this far more simple so any Tom, Dick or Harry could understand it. You know, uh, let me ask you this question because I've been on a really interesting journey and people that hear me say this, I then get followed up by a, a number of emails that people talk about things that I, I hear about, but I'm not quite familiar with the depth and the breadth of it. Um, and when I talk about the fact that, you know, I come from like you, I, I come from a corporate background, right? I, I mean, if people were to look at our resumes, post whatever we're talking about, and they saw here we are, executives, people in the corporate arena, you know, they would always want to know you got to be kidding me, Pat. <laughs> That's, I'm not kidding. And I'm sharing this with you because in your book, you know, it really invites us to discover not only like who am I, who I relate to, who I identify with, but perhaps how we're getting through the life that we're in, how we're getting to the calling that we're being asked to look at. And I, I say a lot of things on the show. And one of them I said is, I got to tell you, I learned everything I needed to learn in order to be me today from all of those experiences, mm -hmm. including being homeless and selling hot dogs from a hot dog cart. That's why I say I'm in awe. Your name. Your name is your signature. So that's looking at it from a very spiritual point of view. But we can look at it from other points of view. Um, if you study astronomy, one of the things you realise is that the skies that you look at are full of order. The planets really don't go around crashing into one another. They follow a particular order. And you see this amazing universe in front of you. 
And what I was interested in was the mathematics of that. How did it function? How did it work? So whether we look from the origins of your name to the origins of the universe, we can see human DNA working. Mm. And I asked the question, why not spiritual DNA? Mm. And that allowed us to find out that we could work out what DNA we were by asking a number of questions. The name is the, is the clue for most of us. And from that, we can see that that's the particular line we come from. So the same, like, if you presented, I used to work at DeWitt Junior High in Ithaca, New York, and the first thing you'd get were the surnames. So the surname told you who your dad was or, in some cases, who your mum was. Sorry, I should say mom. I forget. (laughs) (laughs) Dad and mom. Uh, I told you that. Now, we've got the same process so that God, wherever the mother, father, who is God is, can look down and find us by the exactly same process. The name tells him or her what he needs to know. Mm. So that's making it very simple. And I love that you did that, though. I love that you did that, though, because let me give you a sense of a couple of things that happened to me over the past 18 months. Um, One of them, I was in a music video with John Legend. Okay, hip hop rap song. We're having so much fun. But when it was over, I had met the most incredible people and I got on the plane, Carmel, I got on the plane and this has happened since then because I don't have the words, but your book shows me the words, right? Your book helps me understand this. And I got on the plane and it was late and it was dark and it was, I think Jessica and I were the only one on the plane. And, And I looked at her and I said, I'm different. I said, I'm different. I changed. I said, I'm different. And she said, I don't don't understand what just happened. Because we had this sense. I call it coming out because I don't have any other way to talk about it. And And I think people think sometimes, and I, I'm hearing this from our listeners, so much magic, both dark and light. Mm-hmm. And there's so much in us. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask you, and as I read your book, every chapter, every archetype, every, whether it was, uh, whether we're looking at Nefertiti, whether we're looking at, you know, Noah or Sarah, as I went through this, it really has us ask the question, or at least for me, you know, what part of these people do I relate to? What is hitting me in my heart and my soul? And I don't know if you intended this book to do that, but I'm telling you that's the impact it's having. Well, I actually got the idea for the book like you when I was on a plane. (laughs) (laughs) My mom would say that was because you were closer to God. 
Yes. Up there. But the rarefied atmosphere or something uh, did, was a place where I got all kinds of inspiration. And if you live in Australia and you want to see the world, well, it takes you 24 hours to get anywhere. So that's a hell of a lot of plane ride. Yeah. A hell of a lot of being yeah. in the planes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I'm have, fortunate that I can mm. see auric fields as well. Oh and that gosh. is helpful in at least identifying people that I deal with. Mm. But I have run government departments. So to actually sit down with a premier or a governor or a prime minister <laughs> say, listen, mate. I can read your auric film and I know exactly <laughs> what you're thinking. <laughs> you know, they would show you the door. <laughs> so, so we actually have to kind of be very careful in the way that we mm. talk about our spirituality. And, you know, I'm finding the language. Uh, I find it so fascinating, um, if I could say this, that you did bring up St. Germain because as I got to um, as I got to that part of the book, you know, as I went through, you know, reading uh, so many others before that particular part of the book, when I got to that book, I was just in awe by almost feeling like I was in the moment there. First you of all, yourself. That's I, well, that's it. First of all, I grew up Catholic, but there were so many things about Catholicism that didn't work for me. And by the way, I got I got thrown out of Catholic boarding school at age six. Do you actually know what you have to do to get thrown out of Catholic boarding school? There's only well, like I one to thing. Catholic boarding school, so I know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, at age six, there are very few things they throw you out for. Well, except what to you, I had a talking to Jesus incident. Ah, uh, right. And it was so real. Stations of the Cross. My dad couldn't pick me up. I was there for a weekend, the only kid. And I'm young, too young, really, to even be in that school. But I look up at the ninth station of the cross because I was always mm -hmm. fascinated by the Thank journey Jesus. of Jesus. Always. Yes. And I look up at the ninth and the ninth is one of the toughest. If you're a child, because Jesus falls down for the yeah. third time. That's right. But he gets help. And That's I'm right. and you notice if you do this, you notice he's turning this way, right? Yeah. So he mm -hmm. likes looks at you. And I sister Michael Anthony, who really didn't like me at all. And I'm pulling on her habit. Right. Can you imagine this little kid going, hey, Jesus. I said, Jesus talking to me. Jesus just told me my mom is with him and she's OK. Oh, my gosh. That was it. Drag me out to Mother Superior. We go into the Mother Superior and she's got like the paper in the hand, you know, with the habit down. Can you imagine the, this figure now? This is when they yeah, have the full habit. So she's got the thing down and she looks up and she's got tears in her eyes. And Sister Michael Anthony is just pulling on me. She's doing it again. She's doing it. She's claiming Jesus is talking to her again. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the words, but that was. And Sister Michael Anthony says. Patricia's dad just called. Her mom just passed away. Now, that's why you get thrown at a Catholic boarding school if you're that age, <laughs> because they wanted me to re retract it. And my soon-to-be stepmom came in. And this is why I related so much to St. Germain as I'm reading things. You know, my stepmom comes in and she was Southern Baptist. She was soon to be my stepmom. 
And she looked at both the mother superior and sister Michael Anson and Michael and said, no. In my religion, we all talk to Jesus. <laughs> but my love for Mary. If you come in my home today, you will see beautiful statues of Mary. And I want to ask you this. When I'm reading the book and as we're talking about it, I would love to hear from you for a moment because this is such a wonderful gift for people as they're reading it to open themselves up to more discovery. Can you talk to that, please? Can I just say something about you personally? Sure. Um, I, you're from the St. Germain energy. Who was the father of Yeshua ben Joseph when he incarnated on this earth? St. Germain. Who was his mother? Mary. Yeah. Right? So I just wanted to give you some another dimension to the story mm -hmm. of your, your, of your uh, crit critical thing, uh, the critical experience you had, mm. um, because... Uh, I have found the connections I have have been very helpful in allowing me to understand the various journeys I'm in. I'm an aspect of Mary. There are three aspects of her, and I'm from the high priestess line. So I've got a job, and it doesn't matter what life I'm in, I tend to do the same job. So one of my jobs, or it's one of my main jobs, to write things down right so whether i'll talk christianity rather than some of the other religions because okay. it's it's the same it's right. the same in those as well but um so when yeshua was alive um he he, he brought a remarkable change to the world and that was captured by a number of people. Uh, John, who was one of his apostles. Mark, who was Peter's best friend and who has the same, very similar energy as Peter, El Mariah. Mm. And uh, there was Matthew, who Jesus never knew. And there was Luke, who was the doctor who went into his sepulchre and and declared that he was dead, but he was still warm. So uh, they called him in to have a look at what was actually going on in the sepulchre. Mm. And there was this man, not breathing, with no vital signs at all, but he's warm. And Luke, a doctor, says, well, I think he's going to die. <laughs> right. And he was called then to write one of the Gospels. So that's the line I'm from. So wow. I write the stories of what happened. And it doesn't matter whether it's Buddhism or whether it's Hinduism or whether it is um, a belief structure of the Australian Aborigines or a belief structure of the American Indians. Mm. Um those are the things, they're the stories I'm drawn to, their view of the universe, and my role, lifetime after lifetime, is to write about them. So the spiritual DNA concept fits completely within that. 
um, a, a person as Luke who was scientifically trained in Egypt, asked continuous questions, observed, and then from the observations, and in this case, the lives of thousands of people that I looked at and draws from those things. Mm. What is similar? How, how can they be organised? Throughout Christianity, we have a lot of use of the word uh, of, of the number 12, 12 members of the Zodiac, 12 apostles, 12 jurists necessary to make a jury. Uh, 12 keeps repeating. So it made sense to me that would be 12 major energies and those would be used to come in and it doesn't matter who they are, right. whether they're Putin who runs Russia, whether they're Joe Biden who for the moment runs America, he's an aspect of St. Germain, by the way, um, or whether it be the Queen or the Queen Mother of Great Britain, all of those people can be identified and given a name. So this is the spiritual name. If you read Auras, you will be able to see this immediately by the colour that's around them. So you would know, if you like, ah, right, there's the <laughs> Queen on the television. <laughs> What's her colour? Mm-hmm. Her colour, yes. Uh, and she would be an aspect of Kutumi. And Kutumi is a male and her, uh, her colour would be the same as Jacqueline Kennedy's, Grace Kelly. Wow. Um, uh, women of beauty and strength who uh, make a significant contribution to the world. But their beauty is often stunning. If you're a Mary energy, well, you might be lucky and you might not be lucky. <laughs> but if you're that energy, you knock their socks off. <laughs> now, I don't know if I've answered your questions because I've digressed. No, wow. you did it. You did because what I love about this is, you know, and this is what you say, which is, which I really feel is so powerful and a message needed today. You know, it doesn't matter what your social standing is. It doesn't matter whether you believe in God or not. It doesn't matter, you know, uh, if, if you're on this planet or you feel like you're ordinary or you feel like you're extraordinary. You know, you say everyone without exception has a direct line to God. There's Correct. a spiritual DNA. And you know what? Do you have an animal in your house? I don't, but I'll tell you, I have an, I have, I am surrounded by animals outside my house in a way I am surrounded in this new house, which I've only been in for a few months. There has been more animals in a place that you wouldn't, you were, you're like, no, why do we have animals out here? So I don't have one at the moment, but I dearly owned a dog for 13 years, was my soulmate dog. Right. Let's talk about that. Uh, let's okay. Say, let's say for the moment that you are the St. Germain or the Mary energy because of the purple that's around you. Mm -hmm. Then 
when we look at the animal world, regardless of whether it's a fish or whether it is an elephant Mm -hmm. or any of our domestic animals, these domestic animals have exactly the same 12 aspects of spiritual DNA as we do. So you have this kind of passionate relationship with a particular dog and the chances are that is that that dog shares your energy or it may be the female of your energy or the male of your energy, you know, mm-hmm. one of those. And the, that tremendous link comes from that. Um, so it really doesn't matter anything that mm. God created. Right follows the same pattern, even if it's a rock. Right. You know, it's funny you bring that up because this was a dog that was literally not supposed to live more than five years. And what was the dog's name? Travis. He was a beautiful collie. He looked like Lassie. Right. Just absolutely stunning. Um, And... There's no question about it. And, you know, I had to make a decision at month, like weeks old because he was having trouble walking. And the vet said, oh, my gosh, this dog has hip dysplasia. You're lucky. It's going to cost money. And I had my corporate job, so money was not going to be an issue for me. And he said, you need to take it back. And I said, no, because if I take it back, you know what they're going to do with him, right? And so we decided to keep him. And he was right. I mean, it was elbows got swollen, but didn't give up on him. And he didn't give up on himself. And in five expected years, right, the way they describe things to you is he's not going to be able to walk. And at 13, and I think that's because one, we didn't believe that story. And two, there was just a, such an a incredible loving bond. And it is so funny you're bringing this up. Um, and here's what I want to say. I have gotten in the past four days, maybe five, I turned to Linda and I said, I think we got a bobcat out here. Linda's visiting from New Jersey. She's been helping me out. I had some knee surgeries which were great but i said i'm telling you it's bobcat out there i said that cat that cat looks like a bobcat and she said no that's not a bobcat it's like a regular cat it's got a long tail i said i don't know what it is about a bobcat and this morning i wake up and i get on my phone this message in our neighborhood a video of a bobcat and and I th- now this was not the same cat, but I must have picked up on the bobcat energy. And I and I sent it to Linda and I said, can you believe this? Like, why would I be thinking about a bobcat? I don't even know what a bobcat does. And it's for me when I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking about how how just beautiful, you know, what you're presenting to us is. It, is start, it starts to have me, at least after I've read the book, ask more questions. I love questions. And I just want to take a minute, if we could. Yeah. Um, people, this book is available, and certainly uh, people can get this. And you also, there's a website that we could send folks to, too, as well. Yeah. 
And I want to make sure they do. They go to OurSpiritualDNA.com, OurSpiritualDNA.com. And then you can go over there and you'll see the book and you could read and meet the masters from it. Um, there are several in here. You may look at a picture, beautiful website, you know, Carmel, beautiful website, beautiful way for people to look and connect, right? Mm-hmm. If not deeply, immediately. Um, and uh, I, I have to tell you, I went through some of the imagery on your site and I went through some of the pictures and I started to think, wow, you know, I looked at Mother Mary. But I'll tell you what stopped me in my tracks. Lady Leto. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And I want folks to go over here, our spiritualdna.com, because isn't this what we're talking about? We're talking about if we have our energy field open, which this has been a lifetime journey for me, you Mm. know, something strikes us. Like I was so thrilled to be talking with you about this because we are hungry. We are hungry to be opened again now. Let's talk about Lady Leto for a moment. Okay, I will. Lady Leto is the feminine of Serapis Bay. And Serapis Bay beings don't incarnate that often. But when they incarnate in the masculine, they always, they, they try to get the name Thomas in their name. So go back to one of the founding fathers. Who was the Thomas? Jefferson. Correct. Yeah. And who was the Lady Leto? Now, I'm going to be lost for her name, but I can describe her. You remember that Thomas Jefferson fell in love? with a slave woman. That's right. That's a right. A beautiful right. black woman. And right. Her name leaves, leaves me for the moment, but that's Lady Leto. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, you're right. Um, and, you know, there is a confusion around this, by the way. There was confusion around this. There was the one side of that story uh, was that it was uh, uh, Sally Hemings that was Sally? Yes, that was, yes, right. That was her name. Yes, Sally right. Hemings, right? Uh, it, right. That was the slave, right? Um, yes. And when you see the pictures of her, oh, I didn't think about this striking. And now that I'm looking at the picture from your site, oh my yes. gosh, you should put them side by side. Right. Well, there you go. Oh. So once you got the clue, it doesn't matter whether we're talking about Marilyn Kenton, uh, sorry, Marilyn yeah. Monroe, or whether we're talking about uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. Donald Trump is an aspect of Dwell Cool, and you put him beside other aspects of Dwell Cool who've been presidents. Mm. So think of recent presidents who've got kind of his vague shape and handsomeness. Mm. Can you think of one? Oh my gosh. He ended up in California. Right. Ronald Reagan. Exactly. So Donald, Ronald. They like those names. <laughs> also Donald Duck, remember. 
So he quacks a lot. <laughs> but Ronald Reagan had an amazing career. And for those people who have English ancestry, there was a much-loved king. Mm-hmm. He was the king during the war. And during the war, he was uh, King George VI, I believe, George V. Mm. Anyway, he was the George, the King George. He was married to um, uh, Elizabeth, who we called the Queen Mother. And he also was an aspect of Dwight Cool. So I don't want to, if, if somebody thinks Donald Trump, they may think, if you're Australian, you would think buffoon. <laughs> but you wouldn't think that of Ronald Reagan and you certainly wouldn't think of that of the king. So I just wanted to say, talk yeah. about the diversity that he, that he yeah. comes in. Now, what we, I- we were talking about... Uh, Sarapa's Bay for a moment. Yeah. Jefferson. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I'm just trying to think if you've had him as a president. No, I don't believe so. Mm -hmm. I have to tell you, though, when I I looked, I have both images. I have a portrait image that was done of Sally Hemings, and I have it next to the picture on your website. Everybody, please go ahead and look at this. We're actually going to put it in the video here as we're speaking. Our spiritualdna.com. When you look, you'll scroll down and you'll see Lady Leto right there. You know, oh, she's wearing purple. I just noticed that. I just noticed that. Um, And when you look at their pictures and you look at the expression on the face that you have on your site and you look at the expression of the, the portrait picture we're going to put side by side in this video, you will be shocked by the resemblance. And I am just in awe. You know, I, I want to ask you this question, too, about the book. There were some people, as I was reading about them, that I got a little odd feeling about. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't. Yeah, well, tell me who. Okay. Okay. So I just want to say, I'm not saying that I had like, oh, like that. But I can't explain the feeling. Remember I described before the feeling when you were talking, when I got off the plane and yes. I, I just took just took a moment and just said to to Jessica, I'm different. OK, um, but when I started to read a few things, right, and I started to have like, ah, oh, like that kind of feeling you know, I felt this level of pain, right? You mm. know, and this, it's, it's, um, no, I mean, like really physical pain, mm-hmm. like something really like got me. And it was Athene, right? Athena, Athena, Athene, Athene. If you come into my bedroom, mm-hmm. I have a giant frame poster of, a, of, of an abstract version of Athena. Don't know why, don't know how. But when I came to really look on the website and I looked a little bit, uh, it, it, just this feeling like uh, something in my heart. Mm. And it wasn't a bad feeling. It didn't stop me from reading. It was like, oh, okay. Has have people had that experience? Yes, 
And that's nearly always tied in with, let's go back to your mother superior. Okay, yeah. Now, I want you to think about those two nuns at the time. Right. And can you get the same feeling with one of those? Sister Michael Anthony. With with Palace Athene. Yeah. Well, the... I think the feeling I get from the pain is when the mother superior had her head down. Yeah. Right. I get a lot of crazy anger from Sister Michael Anthony, but that same level of compassionate mourning, mourning, mm-hmm. like uh, sorrow. Yes. That's the that's it right there. Sorrow, a deep sorrow. Mm-hmm. That's what I got from Mother Superior in that moment. Mm. And it was a nanosecond, by the way, as I reflect back. I don't, you know, I, I only remember the experience. Run through some of the prominent um, palace yes, let's themes do it. at the moment. Yes, please. So one of the prominent palace themes was Margaret Thatcher, right? Yeah. Another one is the marvelous woman who has run Germany and has run most of Europe and <laughs> knocked all those blokes into uh, for a six. Um, she is the still the current uh, leader of Germany. Mm. So Angela Merkel. I love her. I loved her I from her. the day she opened her mouth. That's Palace of mm. Think of Elizabeth I of England the red-headed queen, mm-hmm. the one who had an amazing intellect like uh, the current leader of Germany does, mm-hmm. like Margaret Thatcher does. She wasn't my favourite. Um, yeah. She wasn't my favourite prime minister by any means. But sometimes you need a woman who's a very tough nut. Palace mm-hmm. was in in mythical times she was a a military character and she was also in catholic iconology Mm. saint uh, joan saint joan of arc oh wow Mm -hmm. right in military uniform Mm -hmm. that's palace athene you don't mess with palace athene (laughs) she's full of strengths and she knows exactly where she's going and if you don't know what she's going, she'll get you by the nose and you'd follow her. <gasps> you know. And a perfect mother superior, by the way. <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> I was just going to say. I, I was just going to say a perfect mother superior because, you know, I have to tell you that, you know, as I go through these and I go through your book and I'm reading your book, this is really quite a journey to really take all of this in. And, you know, I know for you, Carmel, I know, I know, I, Carmel, I think that for you, you've done such a beautiful job in this book as you've done, uh, in, you know, in the other book that I, that I referenced earlier. But what, what is happening now is the way you're bringing this message forward now, it literally, the timing of it, Right. Because I don't know if I would have not gone through sort of that moment on the plane right before the pandemic really kicked in. It was just right before that. And then 
you know, these other things that happened over the past 20 months, which led me to not shrink, but expand. And as I went through your book, I got a better understanding of that. Good. I'm very pleased with that. I find it very useful to look at some of the energies of the people who your current politicians. For example, Kamala Harris. Oh. All right. Now, Kamala Harris is definitely not Pallas Athene. She's not there in... She's actually the female of Kutumi, who has been your some of your most wonderful presidents. And she is the same energy as the Jacqueline Kennedy, one of yeah. the yeah. Grace Kelly. Um, and you can see that in her beauty. But don't be fooled by the beauty. Yeah. It's the same with Jackie Kennedy. Think yeah. of her life from one end to another. Think of the tremendous yeah. sorrows in her life. Yeah. But also think of the dignity. And honestly, to deal with your uh, Senate or your Congress, yeah. you need a lot of dignity yeah. as a woman to put up with the sexism that goes on there and uh, to be dignified and maintain who you are. Mm. So that is an example of a great gift to America. I can't even believe you brought her up. I have been, um, I don't really energetically just drawn to Kamala Harris for a long time. I went to school in California, right? So, you know, an introduction to who she was younger and so forth. Mm. But to watch her journey, I am so struck by her. And I I have to ask you this question because I'm reading in your book and now I'm going to go back and I have to read it differently now because Uh I'm trying to understand my next action. I did a show the other day and I was talking with someone, one of our new hosts, and I said, I'm drawn to talk about something. And she asked me very bluntly, you know, this is um, uh, a woman of color. And she said, well, what are you going to say? Or what did you say? What'd you say, Pat? Or what are you going to say? And what is the article you want to write? And out of my mouth came something so fascinating to me. I said, I want to write. And I just said it. The destruction of a powerful black woman. And she said, Oh, you're feeling it too. And she said, why for you? And I said, out of all the things that I could have thought of her doing, I find it so interesting. We assign her something no one was able to do successfully, including the current president. And Mm -hmm. I want to talk about what we do to powerful people, powerful Mm -hmm. women, and what we're doing to powerful black women. Mm-hmm. And one of our listeners called in and said to me, well, Pat, what would you give her to do? And this is really why this is interesting in St. Germain. And I said, without a question, you know what I would have given her to do from day one, even if I'm not to day one, I would literally put her in charge of voting rights. I would have given her a microphone. I would have given her a podium. I would have given her a freelance way to go across the country and talk about equality. 
and talk about the importance of voting rights because nobody does it better than her. And I said, I can't understand how in such a short period of time, the powers to be can literally put a gag on someone so powerful. And it's daunting to me. And I shared that. And I didn't understand where that came from, but I'm understanding it a little bit more. And it's so funny, out of all the people you could have brought up that you brought her, that was my reaction. That's why I reaction, because she's been so on my mind and I'm watching the media just pick her apart. And it hits me in the same place that I talked about, the mother superior, that right. same place. Okay. And that's how steel is formed. It's formed in a furnace. I think I'm going to cry. I think that that is just and so gut-wrenching to me. We will talk again. So I'm being encouraged to write this, uh, and I am th- I'm rethinking it. Because if I write something like that, I believe it will come to be. I think I need to write something different. But in that moment, in that conversation with this woman, I could feel the heaviness of that. And, you know, what you've been able to do in this beautifully written book is help us understand not just how we are in the material world, but how we are spiritually and how those emotions that happen in our lives and what we feel and what we see, right, and, and what we know. If we don't question and doubt ourselves, when we get in that place of knowing, and I I truly believe every single person on the planet has that ability to be in a place of knowing. I know it. I know that moms, when they give birth, they are feeling a place of knowing. They are feeling pain, but they are feeling that. I do believe that. But your book helps us understand a level of spirituality and our birthright spirituality that is so needed for us to help us understand ourselves, not just for today, but for the future. And it's a powerful body of work. And I'm so glad you did it. You're fortunate in America in the sense that so many of the greatest beings have experienced some of their greatest lives here. Mm. And that by seeing their energy, for example, one of the really great uh, energies was Alexander the Great. Oh. And Alexander is Hilarion. And who, where have we seen Alexander the Great in America? We saw him as George Washington. This is the man who was Moses. We see him as George Washington, the first president of the United States. So you can see that when God's at work, how he has been at work, particularly in bringing to you leaders who are monumental and are some of the best the world has ever had, come to help you found this wonderful country. Mm -hmm. So there he was, and the 12 apostles of Yeshua ben Joseph were all caught in that group of people. Benjamin Franklin, we uh, we haven't talked about Benjamin Franklin, we just spoke about Mm -hmm. Thomas Jefferson, all right? So Thomas Jefferson 
was Yeshua's doubting Thomas. Why? Because he was so bloody intelligent. <laughs> Jesus could never say anything that he didn't say. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about here? So that's how he got the name he did. And when you know Thomas Jefferson, you can see the linkages between right. the two of them. Right. Um, it's so devil. What's the language we use? It's so devil's advocate type. Yes. Right. Yes. I, I'm sure he didn't say, oh, let me play devil's advocate. He just jumped out there and just was that. Well, he's one of the brightest. He's one of the brightest people who his spiritual DNA means that he ends up being bloody brilliant. Winston Churchill, the only man to get to get two Nobel Prizes, one for peace and one for literature. I mean, so that's that's Serapis Bay. He's exactly the same energy as Thomas Jefferson. Mm-hmm. It's a reincarnation of Thomas, Thomas Jefferson. So I just wanted to say that when when the chips are down, God responding to prayer, puts in place the people who are necessary. The Queen Mother, who was originally Isis and therefore the uh, Winston Churchill would originally have been Osiris, here the two of them are, she looking like butter wouldn't melt in her mouth Uh and he having a big fat cigar in it. And um, but crafting beautiful words and having the strength, the two of them having the strength to stand up to Hitler. So you work on all different levels. We've not only got to have the soldiers, we've not only got to have the leaders of the soldiers, but we've also got to have the great leaders. And what I want to get, the key message I want to get through to you is here. Yeah. You have had some of the greatest leaders the world has ever known. They have chosen to come back here. Constantine the Great, for example, um, was a former life of JFK. Mm -hmm. (laughs) JFK was, uh, what a beautiful man, but uh, beautiful to look at, but he had loads of flaws. (laughs) And, And great ones come here and when they have flaws, they stick out like the proverbial dog's balls, right? There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. They're subject to such scrutiny, and that's that fire and furnace that burns those things away. So we'll see this with we'll see this with your current um, vice president. She'll be put through the same kind of fire as JFK was as we speak. Yes, Uh, but remember, there are no accidents. Right. The people who are gifted to this country Mm, may be buffoons, Mm -hmm. but they come from a lineage of tremendous strength. Mm. Wow. And even the buffoon, who was your last president, um, uh, has tremendous strength there. And I have indicated to you how, if you look at his past life, which was yeah. the King of England during that war, 
but nothing really surprised us. You know, in in my life, and I want to ask you about this, because uh, as I was reading the book, I was trying to think about the people that I am just for some of the strangest reason here. But before we do, I want to make sure folks look, go to ourspiritualdna.com. You'll see the book there. You'll also meet the masters. This is what's really cool why we're talking about this in some detail. But what you're going to find in the book that we're not going into and talking to in so much detail is this beautiful information that you'll find and you'll say, oh, I relate to that. Or let me go back and read that. Well, I have to thank you so much for joining me today. And again, I want to make sure folks go to, uh, it's just a fabulous place for you to go to get the book, go ahead and get it. But it's ourspiritualdna.com. Just one last question. I'd love to know your personal message. I'd love to know what you'd like to leave us with today. Um, I've been on a long journey. It's been a difficult journey. And at the end of it, I've come out uh, with a stronger belief in the mother-father of us all. Mm. I can actually see glimpse, I shouldn't say see, I should get little glimpses of sometimes the why of things, which prior to understanding this particular student, I couldn't see the why. I mean, why to streets off this beautiful woman and do those things to her? And yeah. I now know that the real uh, heroes and heroines are put through the blowtorch on the belly. So at the end of it, they can follow their true path. Yeah. Right. I want to thank you so much for everything. And thank you for really writing this absolutely beautiful, you know, what I would like to call this beautiful invitation for all of us to really get to a deeper meaning of ourselves. Because I really do believe that if we get that deeper meaning of ourselves, we can have a deeper meaning of each other. Yes. And we can have a deeper meaning to change the world. Yes. Yeah. And Thank you'll you see so all much. The connections, the ways that you're connected. All the connections. Yes. Boy, wait till you see the pictures of Jefferson and Sally that look exactly. It's just so beautiful. Thank you so much for everything. And blessings to you. Same to you, Pat. Mm. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning us in and turning us on. Thank you so much, Edvin, for doing what you're doing. And for all of you out there, this is truly an invitation. You know, it's an invitation that will hit you so deeply in the places of your soul. And for me, as I read the book, there were moments of relief. I could feel it. And I know that you are empowered in hope today and that you are warriors, all of you men and women. You have been given and chartered with your DNA, your spiritual DNA. And there are so many things to come in your favor. Thank you for tuning us in and turning us on. 